This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 33, Dream House. And, like, how how did it feel gazing upon this uh, visage? Um, mostly shock uh, and awe and a little bit of feeling a little bit, like, uh, lied to. Mm-hmm. Not in like a super negative way, but like, like all this time and what was, what, what's this, you know? And the figure shrinks down back into a humanoid form and she looks worried, concerned, a little sad. You weren't supposed to follow me. Um... Ash falls to his knees, just kind of mouth, like, open mouth, and I, I know, I was, I was worried. You, you know I can take care of myself. I know. Why, why did you, why did you follow me? I guess I just wanted to, to know more, and... Uh, at this point, um, he starts to get a little bit angry. Why didn't you tell me? Do you think? Do you think they would understand? Do you think that they would accept me? Do you even accept me now, since you saw what it was? Well, I don't know. I. I haven't had any time to... We haven't talked about it. I don't know what's happening. What's going on? She gives you just the saddest glance. And she touches your cheek. And just a giant tear rolls down her eyes. You've seen the signs. You know what I am. You know that I'm a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, his brain is just like fried right now. He can't process this. <laughs> and she... She literally lifts you on your feet and embraces you. And says, Do you think you could keep this... A secret. By my honor and by my soul, I I will. I will promise that I will try to come back and and as she's saying this, there's a, like, rustling in the woods of 
it sounds like several different people. Uh, Ash kind of whoops around, like, ready for trouble, like, hoping that it's nothing to make this even more complicated. Uh, you hear uh, some of your fellow, not officers, soldiers who you've been training with, and they are calling out your name. Uh... Ash turns back around and says, Go if you need to. I can distract these guys. Uh, I'm sorry. I know you are. And uh, she just all of a sudden kisses you passionately. But before you have time to react, she unlocks herself, runs, and... It seems like she leaps into the air and her wings spread as she changes into a dragon and flies off. And you can hear in the distance suddenly horns blaring because, you know, someone just saw a freaking dragon. Uh, Ash is just kind of furious with himself. He's still a little mad. Well, a lot mad, but um, mostly at himself because he should have just left it well enough alone. Just kind of like... He takes his sword out and kind of hacks at some bushes. Just kind of <clears throat> making a, a racket and distraction a little bit, but um, just kind of venting. And... We're going to say this is about the time where, you know, you know, when you wake up a little from a dream, you're like, oh, man, it is still nighttime. And you realize that and you just kind of go back to sleep. The, this is one of those moments. I'm going to say uh, uh, when Ash wakes up for a second, he realizes his uh, his face is a little wet and he just feels sad. Aww. This is uh, biggest mistake. Brianne. Yes. You are in comfort. And you have no no other excuse to stay up other than you know, you might be too comfortable. But you finally find that sweet spot where you're just going to sleep. Whoa. So, Brianne, mm -hmm. you wake up in your dream and everything's a little too big. Like, uh, the chairs, the um, the doors, like, you're, you almost seem like a size of a child. Huh? Oh, this is a bit weird. And, uh, there's another child, like, with, they look like a half-elf, 
and they kind of give you this, like, screwed-up look, like he just said something out loud suddenly and randomly. And... Do I recognize this elf? This half elf. Um, give me, give me a check. Let's see if your check can actually remember. Yes. Yes. This... Finally. The name Danny just kind of forms into your head. Uh, sorry, Danny. I just had a weird dream. And as you're speaking, you're. You haven't heard this little voice in a long while. You realize you're a child. So Rayan gets up from bed, I guess, and just waltzes around and explores the place a little. Like? Oh, like a dream. Ha ha ha. You see just lines, like, you're in a row of, of beds, and there are a bunch of small girls in this room, including Danny, the half-elf, and uh, you start remembering names like uh, Angie and Mars and Pilla, you know, just all these names start flooding into your head that you didn't realize that you knew. Could Rayan kind of do some kind of insight here to think, you know, to figure out what this is? Sure. Roll me something. There's a certain point in your life that you cannot remember. You remember always being on the streets, but... That's from, like, when you were, like, eight onwards. But this is, this is earlier. You actually catch a glimpse of yourself in a mirror long before you had purple hair. And if you had a guess, you're, like, six or seven. You're, you're tiny. You look... You look like you've been fed. Like, it's not the reflection that you always remembered yourself as a child. Hmm. It's almost a healthier version of what you remember yourself as. Rayan's just staring at the mirror and kind of doing like that little childy thing, like squishing her face, like, huh? And. It's it's kind of weird. You're in this little little body that you can barely control. You're you don't remember yourself being so clumsy. Hmm. But um uh Danny, she's she's slightly taller, slightly skinnier. She's definitely a half elf. <laughs> and uh she looks in the mirror and kind of makes a few faces too. <laughs> so you were screaming again. Just been having scary dreams. Oh, I have them too sometimes. And she gives you a hug. Oh. She like 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. We, we all need hugs sometimes. And she looks at you like this is super important information. Hmm. But did you see out the window? What's there? There's there's lights. And uh, she takes your hand and leads you to the window. And you realize you're on a second story. And you can see a town. Do I recognize this town? Sort of. Yeah. It's It's slowly coming back to you. And you start getting this horrible deja vu feeling as a fire starts leaping from rooftop to rooftop in this town. Danny, we've got to go. We we have to wake up everyone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, she starts, like, yelling and trying to get other people up. And you can see the outside of, uh, the outside getting just brighter. Alright, so Rain at this point is trying to find something to clank really. We gotta go! Alright. Yeah, and, uh, Danny just follows suit. Uh, and since this is the old times, you probably have metal toys, so it's not too hard to start smacking everything together. Mm-hmm. And your your friends and your not-so-friends start waking up. And you can see all their little confused faces, but uh, Danny is just pointing out the window. And, you know, there's a scream in, in the room of, you know, reality seeping in. Of, you know, there's something really wrong going outside. And this is when a woman just bursts into the room. Rayanne tries to back up. Does she recognize the woman? Yeah, the woman is someone who seemed friendly to, like, only friendly feelings. The name doesn't quite come to you it's mrs something mrs and you know it's just names try to come back it's like trying to remember your like kindergarten teacher's name you, uh, you think it might be mrs smith but you know maybe that wasn't it hmm. and uh she Starts uh, talking to the children, trying to calm them down, and then looks directly at you, Rayanne. Annie, we have to go. Hmm? We have, you have to come with me. Uh, okay. And, uh, she literally picks you up. And, um, Danny reaches out and goes, I, I want to go too! And, um, you know, she, she starts chasing after you, but, uh, this woman is so much faster than your little friend Danny. And 
before you know it, you're down a flight of stairs, a door bursts wide open, and you hear just someone growl, Give me that girl! The woman clutches you tighter. Don't worry, they're not gonna get you. Okay. And the man growls again. We're gonna gut you after we get her, and we're gonna eat you! Give us the girl! And there are so many more shouts. The man is drowned out by a group of other men. And you are held on even tighter. And the woman says, no. I promised her mother I will, would not let you lay a hand. And you suddenly feel yourself getting slung to this woman's back. <laughs> and you hold on for dear life, and she wears you like a backpack as she says some arcane words and lifts up her hand. There is a magical item like a rod that you almost are transfixed on and suddenly lightning comes out the end of this and starts shocking the people oh. and the the people just cringe under this lightning as the main man, who looks human, but is a little bit too hairy, has longer fangs than usual, he has this wicked-looking religious symbol on his chest, and you instantly recognize it as some of those men who were chasing you throughout your childhood. And... He shouts, You might be able to get rid of my men, but you won't be able to get rid of me. And he starts charging to the woman. And he swings a few times. He misses. But it looks like he's not trying to hit the woman who's protecting you. But... He's trying to snatch you. So at this point, Rayan is clinging for dear life at this woman. Just like, don't let me go. I won't let you go. I promised your mother I would never let you go. My mother? And she doesn't answer back, but she keeps fighting. And finally gets to the point where this man it is pushed back a little and the lightning courses through him and she just says, Hold on, this might feel a little funny. Yes, ma'am. And you recognize it now as a full blown adult and magic user, as Misty Step. And she starts running 
with you on her back. And you you can see in in the back these people a little confused but all in robes. But you can tell by their body language that you know they are confused and disoriented. And that um they're approaching the orphanage and the main man who's finally coming back to starts screaming something about burning down everything looking for that little bitch Ran is crying like tear like waterfalls at this point and do you wake up at this point Yes, she wakes up. Thank you for listening to Tales of Swordfall. Please consider listening to these podcasts. A long, long time ago, in a land far away named Phylor, there were four legendary adventurers. We are the Adventurers Four, renowned across the land. Using their cunning and strength, the party defeats many monsters and saves many lives. Nick takes his fairy blade and stabs it into his other eyeball. Oh, oh my god! god! Can, can Hugo jump on my back? Do I cast Expeditious Retreat? Yeah. Uh, can Bob roll a d20 for me? I don't like that. I, I don't like how you ask that. D20 business. What if I rolled a one? What if I told you I would just rolled a one? Come and join us weekly at How the Quest Was Won. Found anywhere where podcasts are located. Purchase not necessary. No real magic was used in the making of this podcast. Please consider supporting Tales of Swordfall. Support us by sharing this content, writing a review, or even rating us. You can also support us further by pledging less than a dollar a month. Find out how on anchor.fm slash swordfalldnd slash support.